In today's episode, we will talk about creating a winning safety bio and choosing the right safety designation for yourself and the tip of the week. Hi, I'm Sheldon Primus, and I'm here to help you learn the business of safety consulting. This podcast, The Safety Consultant, will give you the tools to be your own boss by protecting the safety and health of others. It's a win-win. But before this episode, here's a message from our sponsor. Start your own safety consulting business. Your knowledge and experience can give you the freedom of being your own boss. I'm Sheldon Primus. I've been a consultant since 2008. I've developed the Safety Consultant Blueprint to give you a step-by-step guidance to get your safety consulting business started. Go to safetyconsultantblueprint.com, enter the code PODCAST for 20% off of your registration. Experience the amazing feeling of taking charge of your own destination while helping others become safe and sound. Welcome back to episode four of the Safety Consultant Podcast. So this is the podcast where I'll show you about doing the business of being a safety consultant. So we're going to get right back into the seven steps to starting a profitable safety consulting business. We did steps one, steps two, did step three and four. So step one, if you haven't heard the first episodes that is going to be choose a universal name that relates to your target market and two secure your domain name as soon as possible step three was to start your business before you quit your job step four was to write articles and trade journals and other publications step five which we'll do today. Now, we're actually going to break this down in, in a couple ways. But step five was to get a safety designation. Step six, become an authorized OSHA instructor. And then step seven was to partner with an association or safety and health organization. We kind of talked about that with the trade journals a little. Now, we'll get into more of that uh, when we get into step seven. But today, we're going to focus on getting the safety designation. You got to get that safety designation. And uh, prior to that, I'm also going to talk about your bio. I should have mentioned this more last week when we talked about writing trade journals, but I really wanted to make sure that we we come across exactly what you have to do to get a very good bio. Bios are important. Your resumes are important. You think you're done with the resumes. No, no, you are not done with the resumes. The resumes was actually uh, something that you will still have to do even when you're your own boss because uh, not only do people need to know about your history, what you do, but they also want a quick way to refer you to someone else. So They'll send that resume out to other people. So we'll go into some of the the breakdown, the components that you would need to make sure that you are going to have an effective safety resume as well as your safety bio. So let's talk about the bio first. 
So the bio has some very distinct things that you need from it. So that bio itself is going to be a brief synopsis of your career, as well as it's going to be a brief synopsis of all the activities that you think are pertinent. So if I'm saying it that way, that also goes to show or to say or to even reason that you should probably have more than one bio. I do have more than one bio myself. I have a safety bio. I have a wastewater bio. Uh, I have a bio for some of my uh, other entities that I, I I do myself. And of course, uh, my wife and I, we travel and blog and vlog. So we have a bio there as well. So this is important because people need to get a, uh, they need to understand where you're coming from. It's going to be a way for them to truly evaluate what you tell them. It may not be true to what you're who you are unless you make sure your bio is going to evaluate or get you thought of specifically of what you want them to so first thing you want to make sure that you have uh, your format right so this is something as simple as a word document you want that word document to be formatted correctly how i like to do it is i do a blank document and i open the blank word document i choose a header the header is either going to say about the author sheldon primus bio the safety biography uh, about the speaker something to that effect so that's going to be my header I, for me, I personally like to see that header centered in the page. So I'll pick a nice good font. And uh, Word is great on this because Word will actually choose the font once you pick the, the style you want. And then you just justify, uh, center justify the wording. So I'm looking at a document that's in the book right now. So again, this is the seven steps to starting a profitable safety consulting business. If you get into the chapter that is regarding uh, doing uh, your, I should say, the step. It's going to be step four. So in that step four, you'll see uh, my actual bio that I started. So the picture, once you're doing a picture, you want to make sure the picture's got a nice neutral background with a professional headset with a business attire, uh, no selfies. You want to make sure that that is uh, how you're going to present yourself as far as a professional. The other alternative that you could use to that uh, headshot, some people will want a headshot, so I would have a headshot set up, uh, and that's you and your professional um, attire. If they are okay with an action shot, then that's good too. So if you're gonna do an action shot, then I would have a shot of you speaking to a crowd, you doing a safety audit, doing some sort of movement, and you could stage that. Next time you're uh, doing some training, go ahead and ask one of your students that right up front, hey, take a picture of me doing this class or uh, get one from the side, something that's flattering to yourself, but a nice action shot is also going to put images in someone mind so the images itself is going to speak some phrases to them you're going to use uh, uh, the image to describe what you do how you do it and 
that's a, a good way of doing that. So headshot, you need one of those, so make sure you keep that separate. So professional headshot, and then uh, and professional looking. It doesn't have to be something like the, the good old-fashioned glamour shots. You remember them with the glamour shot pictures? I still remember my wife's got one of those glamour shot pictures where they posed her with the little soft color behind in the back and, you know, got the, uh, the little rolled-up fist to the chin. You know, those glamour shot pictures. You don't have to do one of those. You want to make sure that your picture looks good. It's nice and professional looking, but you could take it uh, if you want to set your camera up and do the, the timer setting. That's fine, too, if you have someone who'll take the, the picture. But just make sure the background is nice, neutral background. Uh, I'm a darker-skinned person, so I had to lighten up the features so someone could see my face, my eyes real well. Uh, so that's one of the things you really want to make sure that you pay attention to how it looks on the back end because this is going to be, if everything goes well, it's going to be on a lot of documents and a lot of uh, things that are going to say you're going to be the subject matter expert here and uh, your bio is going to be out there with that picture so make it look really good. So the very first thing you want to do after you get that heading is the first paragraph is going to be the designation paragraph. That paragraph will tell you specifically who you are, what your credentials are. So hit them right away. And most bios are going to be three, maybe four paragraphs. Three is, is typical. So on that first paragraph, hit them with who you are and what your credentials are. So if you're going to be a subject matter expert, uh, then hit them with the credentials for what subject you're an expert in. So if you're looking at my book, you'll see uh, for my uh, bio that I have up there, it says Sheldon Primus, a certified occupational safety manager, COSM, and then it has certified occupational safety specialist, then it has PO, so the whole alphabet soup, you know, professional operators in there, and then my master's degree, so it has master's in public administration, MPA, that's there. All of those things is adding to credibility. So as you add to the credibility by uh, showing your designations, and uh, we'll get into designations next, so we'll, we'll worry about that later. But I have that right in the very first paragraph. It also says that I'm an instructor for the Alliance Safety Council in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And then also it says I'm an authorized OSHA instructor for construction and general industry. That paragraph is PowerPoint. It, it is set up really good. Uh, I illustrated it in red in the book, but you don't actually need to color coordinate uh, your wording. But I just set it aside red so I could highlight uh, what I was talking about. The next paragraph and the third paragraph together, uh, second and third paragraphs are going to be your relative experience, activities, any jobs that mean something to whatever the, the organization is that you're putting this together for. So if you're using the three step, then, uh, or to say three paragraphs, then the second and third is going to say something as to, I'm an instructor here. I have done a safety presentation at this location. My 
clients are here uh, so you could list those things you can list clients you can list presentations you can list uh, any expos or anything that you have done in the past what's your specific of subject matter that you're an expert on so you could write in there you know I'm an expert in this because of this role I played uh, so uh, I do that too and I have a fourth paragraph in here and my fourth paragraph is specifically about uh, one of my key features of my experience which is when I used when I worked with the US uh, EPA so the United States Department of Environmental Protection they worked with the Water Environmental Federation which I was uh, a member of this committee and we helped the EPA develop a training program called the All Hazards Boot Camp for water and wastewater so I use that I throw that in there because EPA is something that will definitely get some people's attention and then I also mentioned in that last paragraph that I was a subject matter expert for Health Safety Institute and also Red Vector and that's also in there and I was a subject matter expert for 360 training as your experience grows you'll be able to put that in so that's where you put in that that last part of your bio so I I currently have uh, roughly it is uh, I don't know if it's gonna tell me I've got the document in front of me so I'm gonna see how many words as far as a word count uh, does not tell me in PDF but uh, I would estimate my word count is probably gonna be right around 200 uh, maybe uh, 250 maximum so that's what you're looking for if it's too wordy uh, you're gonna lose a lot of people so I would I wouldn't go uh, I'm not writing a blog I'm just writing a little synopsis of myself so in that case 200 will be just fine most of the time they're even gonna restrict you to about 75 to 100 words so in that case then I would just make sure you include paragraph number one and then uh, in the second paragraph, just uh, key highlights, the things that mean the most to this job that you're trying to get. So that's the, uh, the idea behind your bio. So I want to spend a lot of time on that first, just to make sure that you understand the importance of getting that uh, bio set. Your resume is pretty much like you're, you're used to seeing. So it's going to be your name. It's going to be uh, the work that you've done and the years that you worked in whatever uh, position you've had and what you did during those positions. And uh, there's many new resumes out there. There's resumes now that look like infographics. Uh, you could just really search the Internet, get a good resume out, and keep that handy just in case. Because sometimes when you do prepare proposals for bigger jobs you're going to want that resume to attach to that proposal so that not only are you going to tell them the scope of work that you want but then it's also going to give them the information that they need uh, so that they could choose you uh, through reading your resume 
All right, so let's get into the designation part. So safety designation is very important as a safety consultant. And what that designation does is that actually is a lettered system and it's acronyms, obviously. So the acronym that you, you will earn is going to tell the professional, whoever you're trying to get the, the client, uh, your experience is backed by somebody. Your information that you're giving them is backed by somebody. So you're not just an island to yourself. That's really what those uh, designations are for. So as I mentioned before, one of my designations is Certified Occupational Safety Specialist, and that's backed by the Alliance Safety Council in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And then there's a Certificate for Occupational Safety Managers, COSM. So those two designations both come from the Alliance Safety Council in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. There's several of you out there that are certified safety professionals, the CSF, uh, CSP. The CSP right now uh, in the market, they have really cornered uh, the market as it comes to having uh, people who uh, see that they have name recognition. Let's put it that way. So that name recognition of being a certified safety professional, CSP, can actually get you jobs by having that. That CSP designation is one of the ones that they have done such a good job in marketing that it is definitely seen as one of the top tier designations because of that marketing effort. However, does that mean that people that aren't CSPs can't get jobs or can't be safety consultants? No, it does not. It just means that uh, you will have to have another safety designation uh, or some schooling that is going to say that you have uh, some advanced understanding of the safety and health field. That's really what it is, is you have an advanced understanding of the safety and health field. There are several of them out there, and just to name a few, you know, we talked about cost, we talked about cost M, uh, there's CSP, there's ASP, GSP, SMS, OHST, and those are all from the Board of Safety Professionals. So you could look at those and, you know, I'm giving you the alphabet soup. Uh, you'll have to figure out what they are, right? Uh, I'll just go ahead and give you. CSP Certified Safety Professional, Associate of Safety Professionals, ASP, Graduate Safety Practitioner, GSP, Occupational Health and Safety Technologist, that is the Board of Safety Certification, uh, Safety Professionals. They also have Construction Health and Safety Technicians, Safety Trained Supervisors, Safety Trained Supervisor Construction, then Certified Environmental Safety and Health Trainer. So you could go through that. There's Institute of Safety Management. They have Certificate Certified Safety and Health Manager. There's also Certified Safety Manager Practitioner, Associate of Safety Manager, uh, excuse me, Associate of Safety and Health Manager. There's Certificate, uh, excuse me, Certified School Safety Specialist, Certified School Safety Manager. The National Association of Safety Professionals has Licensed Safety Professional, Certified Safety Director, Safety Certified Safety Manager, and there's a bunch more. I mean a bunch. So you could 
go through the list and do Google searches for any of the designations that you would like. Uh, what you're looking for is you want to see first if it's accredited. Uh, that's a condition to look at, yes. Uh, if it's certified, then uh, who's the certification body? If it's endorsed, who's the endorsement? Uh, if it has a certain authorized logo to it, who's the person that is giving that uh, permission to use that logo. So those are all the considerations that you're looking for when you're looking at uh, what is going to be your safety designation that you're going to use when you are going to get into it professionally. So the safety designation for the consultant is important and the reason is you want to match your designation to what you want to do and it does not mean that you have to have only one designation and it doesn't mean that it precludes your college experience because my first designation is always going to be I have a master's of public administration. I went through those six years uh, and longer because I did mine as a, a, a adult so those are that's going to be my education i always put that first and then after my education and if you have a bachelor's you know should you do bs of m like bsm which is bachelor of science and marketing i i don't know if you want to do your bachelor's but usually when you do your master's uh your master's or higher you'll see that after uh, people's names you'll see the their name comma their education comma their designations and the reason why the educations always go first or in most cases i i don't i don't really know if other people do their educations after the designation but your education is something that's took years to master years to get and attain so all those years that are logged into going to school on a weekly basis two three four classes each semester uh, then that is dedication that should be worth something. So in those areas of that deep dedication, your degree should always go first. If you don't have a degree, that's okay too. That's where your safety designations come in. So you don't have the degree in environmental safety and health, but you have a designation as a certified occupational safety specialist. That's just fine. Uh, I like the cost program, and I lost like the cost and program because that's the path I went. I did have my degree, so I could have become a CSP, but uh, for me, I needed that practical experience, and I only had a week to do this, and I didn't want to have to study every day, every day to pass a test. I wanted to go through a course that would give me some practical examples of if I see this scenario, then I need to do this. If I want to look up OSHA compliance, this is going to show me in the, this course, the cost course specifically, that showed me how to get uh, the answers I need from going through the regulations. So I chose that route. It worked very well because at the time I took the 
the cost course. I was an active safety officer for a special district of the state of Florida, so I had to hit the ground running. I didn't really have the time to, to do the studying because I was also uh, taking my master's at the same time. So I was doing that coursework, and I needed something that would get me a safety designation as quick as possible. So I chose that. If you want to be a cost, uh, this is my shameless plug for the cost program. You just go to cost.net, C-O-S-S.net, uh, and you could find a cost program close to your location. You might even find one that I'm teaching, right? I don't know if you, you want to ask, hey, is Sheldon teaching this cost class? Where is Sheldon teaching next? I, I uh, actually don't don't know if they've, they've done that. I don't think I've ever had anyone that did, that's done that. Uh, you could be the first. Who knows? But anyway, uh, that designation or a designation for safety and health, especially if you're going to be a consultant, is showing that you have proficiency in the field. So choose wisely whichever one you decide to choose, but you want to make sure that it's going to suit you. And then when you can, get a second one. And uh, the next thing we're going to go over tomorrow, or not tomorrow, next week, uh, is the... Uh, becoming an authorized OSHA instructor, and I'll, I'll talk about that specifically. But what you really want to make sure that you're going to to use for that safety uh, designation is you're going to use that for your marketing material. You're going to use that to partner with even the association that is the people who are sponsoring that designation and say, hey, I'm one of your actual trainers right now or I'm one of your people who have uh, got the program of whatever the designation is from you. Help me along with, with my business. And a lot of them will do that because if their uh, designation holders can make a good uh, run at a career as well as get respect, then that is going to only show up in beautiful light for them. So uh, I would go ahead and, and, and push that card too and say, okay, this is what I could do and try to, you know, work that out as best you can when you get those designations and, and reach out to the marketing director, reach out to whoever is the, the administrators and say, I am going to promote you through my presence of being one of your uh, holders, your designation holders. Uh, is there anything we could do to partner together? So get your safety designation, get a good bio. When we come back, we'll talk about our tip of the week so you can have some more understanding of things you could do to uh, get your business of safety consulting advanced. So I'll see you in a little. want to do with getting your safety designation and making sure your bio is up to date is 
when you do take that class, if you're paying for it yourself, uh, you want to make sure that you're going to write that off on your taxes uh, because that is part of professional development to grow your business. So the coursework that you take does apply for uh, your taxes. So I've done that before. And it is, uh, you could do that with associations that you, you belong to. So whatever association you belong to, you could do those dues as part of your, uh, your filings for the IRS, as well as uh, courses that you take for professional development. So I would always include that. And not only the course, whatever it took to get there. So your travel, uh, the food that, you've, uh, that you had while you're there, keep all those receipts and just lock that in as your travel if you're driving you know get the mileage from when you start to when you stop and that's round trip and make sure that you calculate that into your taxes so you could get that money back uh, so it's going to help you in developing yourself and then also you're going to get that money back so let's say you want to uh, put in your taxes. We're in 2019 now. So uh, let's say I was astute enough to do my training at the end of 2018. It would only be a few months that I would be out of the money before I get reimbursed when I uh, submit my tax forms. And then I'll get that back when uh, the IRS uh, gives back the uh, the tax money. So as you you're get your disbursement back, uh, then now uh, you're basically reimbursed for the course that you just take that you just took to get your designations to grow your business. So that's a, a good way of doing that. Or flip it around. Let's say now we're in early 2019 is the time of this recording. So let's say I just got my tax money back. So now just getting my tax money back, uh, I could use that to set aside to go do a course. So I'll set up get going, uh, get my flights, my hotel, whatever it is, so that now I could use that to grow my own education, which will in turn grow my business, which will in turn will be stuff I could use to stuff my bio, to make my bios look good. So that is the tip of the week. So so glad you guys have been with me for four full episodes now, and we'll see you next week uh, when we'll keep going with that series uh, from the book seven steps to starting a profitable safety consulting business all right so have a wonderful day the safety consultant podcast is brought to you by the safety consultant blueprint course to take this course, go to www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. For show notes, go to the safetyconsultantpodcast.com. That is safetyconsultantpodcast.com. Please go to whatever service you're listening to this podcast and review us. Let us know how we're doing. And by us, I mean me. It's just me. You know that. So anyway... <laughs> to your podcast service and let us know let me know how i'm doing and uh what you would like to hear too have a great day
Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though Cherry's named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke, or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. Mm, unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar.